You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. Is this week two? How many? It's been know. two it's weeks about now. About ten it? days. It's nine yeah. or ten days. I'm not sure. Yeah, that we've been in lockdown. Yeah. So somewhere around there. How are you getting on? Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, you get used to it. You settle down into routines, and um, so so you 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 know we we're fully operational. Mm. And and the nice thing is that I've got quite a big garden. The the, the apartment that I live in now has quite a big garden. Nice. So it's uh, it's just lawn. You know, there's no. It's not manicured in any way, but it's comfortable. So every now and again, I just go for a walk. I take my phone there and I make the phone calls just sitting outside in the sun mm. and, and air, taking a bit of fresh air. Otherwise, this place, you know, sitting in a in a small enclosed room or in a small enclosed space can actually drive you mad. So you've got to get out and just get some fresh air. Yes, you have to. Have you been taking lots of calls? I mean, we spoke last week about the way yeah. that clients are behaving. And you, I think mm. it was you that said, that, no, they're actually doing well. They're sort of resigned to the fact that things have mm. changed and things mm. might be bad. But um, mm. has anything changed today? Because I tried to get hold of you twice and I couldn't get hold of you because your phone was engaged all the time. <laughs> you, you know, been a, a, just just a lot of people inquiring and and wanting comfort, wanting to discuss the market, wanting to know what to do. Yes, uh, Lindsay, I think the initial shock is over. Um, that doesn't mean that it's the end of this uh, whole crisis. We nobody really knows. But what we're dealing with now is something completely different. Uh, it's no longer the the virus. We now. We're now dealing with the economic circumstances. Mm. And what I'm finding, Lindsay, is something I don't know how to handle or how to advise on. And it's not really my area is that I think a lot of people are feeling the stress of loss of income, of not knowing what's going to happen to their businesses down the line. There's no certainty on that, you know, despite the fact that governments are coming in with a lot, lot of ammunition and throwing everything they have. You know, if you've had a business and you've had to close shops, uh, say you had 10 different stores selling, I don't know, cell phones or whatever it was, suddenly you're out of, you know, you close these for a month or two, you still have to pay rent, you have trained personnel behind the counters uh, who know how to fill out a Vodacom form or MTN. I'm making all of this up, but I'm saying that's the kind of issue. You don't want to lose them, so you have to pay them. But you're, you're going to carry the can. You know, you've got to pay rent and so on. And I think we're dealing with that. And I think that is, is, is more difficult to handle than, than maybe the illness. You know, that's, it's another kind of illness that's taking over people. Just this absolute fear of, uh, of what lies ahead. So, um, also, how do you access the money? No, we, there's plenty of money, or I think there's money that's been allocated. You read about it in the headlines. But if you're a business that needs bridging finance, what, what's frustrating or infuriating me is that um, you try to get hold of banks, they don't reply. They give you, send you forms, you know, if you do manage to get hold of them, that you have to fill out 
110 different forms, you know, and, and you don't, you need the money now, Lindsay. Do you think that the, so, the banks should have some kind of simplification process? In other words, they have to say, listen, I, we need to make this easier and we need to make money available. We need to even adjust our rates in order to get the, the country through this. The Reserve Bank's done its bit. The President has done his bit. Yeah. Do you think the commercial banks should be doing the same? Do you think they're, they're, they're actually lagging? They're, they're lacking the spirit of this uh, effort? That's, I want to be proved wrong. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm, I do. I, I, what, what I'm trying to say is that I want to be proved wrong. Um, I've been testing them. You know, you, you know how you would. You'd, you'd phone up the bank and say, look, I want a loan. What should I do? Uh, certain banks, which, I, which sometimes don't even reply to mails, you know, because that's the only way you can access them. You can't phone anybody anymore. If you want to contact us, contact us. You contact them but you never really get any kind of reply. Others are uh, a whole lot of conditions. We, you know, we tried the Rupert Trust and, and, and whatever. There are a lot of forms and there's a lot of information you have to give them and so on. And I think when you're feeling stressed, the last thing you want to do is get hold of all that information and, and, and have, to submit, uh, have to submit it to. Funny, I was talking to my son as well. Um, very interesting, and these these are interesting elements which no one took care of, no one's taken uh, into consideration. So he said, you know, they, they've said that we can pay because he does accounts, he does the accounting, the books for a number of businesses. Yes, and he's advised them. He says, you know, you can take twenty percent off the, of uh, PAYE. In other words, you don't have to hand over all PAYE that you dunk, you deduct from. Uh, employee salaries, you can take, you only have to pay 80%. He says, the problem is that you then owe 20%. He says, and if you owe 20% with SARS, you can't get a clean bill of health. It means you owe business. So if you want a, you know, clean bill to take money out of the country, or you want, you can't do it because you owe them money. So he says, there are all kinds of complications that come, uh, that, that, that haven't really been thought through, you know, um, so he says, pay you the full PAY. You're going to have to pay it down the line. You can afford it, pay it. Mm. Um, my, my advice is if you can pay rent, pay rent, because down the line, you're still going to pay it and that. So, but, but what I am appealing for is that, you know, we need to get money. Those of us who have got money and that, we've got to get it to those businesses who are feeling the, the pressure now. Quite and, right. Uh, and David, uh, looking, looking forward, um, the last time we heard from the South African Reserve Bank was the, uh, the quantitative easing, uh, so-called, or South Africa's version of quantitative easing after the 100 basis point cut in the repo rate. It was a, a day or so later. But anyway, when they cut the rate by 100 basis points, they put out their normal, well, we think inflation is going to be this and we think... GDP growth is going to be that. And they said they thought that GDP would shrink by 0.2% in mm. 2020. Uh, today, South Africa's central bank slashed its growth forecast, predicting the economy could shrink by as much as 4% in 2020 due yeah. to the novel coronavirus, which has forced a national lockdown, etc. The bank also said growth was unlikely to exceed 1% in 2021. Job losses yeah. this year could reach 370,000, and business insolvencies would likely increase by 1,000. While painting a grim outlook, it dampened expectations of a kind of radical stimulus measured by Western countries or similar to Western countries in order to tackle it. Now, when the Reserve Bank comes out with that kind of forecast and they're notoriously and very well-placedly, if that's a phrase, hawkish with their 
predictions, I would say that minus 4% is fairly generous. I would think it could be closer to minus 10%. Yeah, I, 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 can't even, I can't even guess a number. You know, I, I'm, I'm not good at those stats. What, what, uh, what concerns me is that uh, there's not going to be – it's going to be very, very poor economic growth. There won't be growth. You know, I, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put this into words. I'm saying that I think, I think we're in a very – we're in a desperate situation. I say a desperate situation that needs kind of desperate measures. Uh, we have to save whatever industries we can. Uh, with whatever money we can. You know, that's our first um, priority. The mines, you, you know, the mines have to open. We've got to ensure that people do not stay locked down for, for, for too much longer. Otherwise, they're literally going to uh, revolt because they're not going to have money to buy bread or milk or, or any of the essentials. Mm. And if they haven't got, they will start to, uh, you know, almost riot or start to invade and loot. So I think we're in that situation. We, you can't compare us to, to Rotterdam or uh, to New York or to any of the big cities where there's plenty of money and plenty of resources. And people also uh, act in a civil way. You know, they're, uh, yes. I, I don't think we've got that here. And I think people, in other words, I think people will start to uh, become quite violent which we've seen before, you know, when, when, when there have been strike actions, etc., they can become very aggressive, and we can't dismiss that. So um, that, I'm, I'm worried, you know, I'm worried about South Africa. Yes, I'm worried about everyone, but uh, South Africa mm. in particular, because you mm-hmm. haven't even sta- started to get the, the full effects of um, well, the novel coronavirus. I know at no. the moment, I think the official figure is 1,585 infections. I'm sad to say that that has to rise. That has to rise, oh, David. I, I, I have no doubt. You know what I mean? I, I think you're absolutely right. It's going to rise. Um, how, whether we allow it just to take its course and, and suffer the consequences and keep the economy going, those are the difficult decisions government have to decide. And I think, I think it's going to be decided for them. Do you know what I mean? I, I think within the formal settlements, after a, um, or in poorer areas, after a certain amount of time, people are going to say, I'm sorry, I'm going back to work. And, or we're opening our little spazas, or we're opening our little shabines, or we're opening our whatever businesses we have. You know what I mean? And I don't think they're going to, I don't think you're going to be able to use force to stop them. I just think the sheer need to, uh, to make money and to get supplies, I think will overwhelm us. So I, that's how I see it unfolding. And I don't think our minds can keep going like this for another few months, weeks. And if you look at a country like Nigeria, which I think has a population of, am I correct in saying Nigeria has a population of around about 160, 170 million people, it's, David? It's, uh, it's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. okay. Let's call it 160, <laughs> let's call it 160 170. Um, okay. I was looking at an interview with a chap from an organization called USAID who's worked in Africa for, for many, many years. He says that there's a handful, less than a handful of ventilators in Nigeria, the world's, uh, sorry, Africa's most yeah. populous nation. He says if it starts to take hold there, then there's no controlling it whatsoever. And then it fans out. I mean, this is West Africa we're talking about, but it's central West Africa. It then fans out. South Africa at the moment is the leader, sadly. One of the things we are leading in is the number of infections on the continent. Yeah. It could take hold. I mean, it's gone from, where's it gone? It's gone from yeah. China to South Korea to Italy, and I'm simplifying here, uh, to Spain, 
and the rest of Europe, into the United States, which is, which is the next one, and then maybe it moves to, to Africa or South America. I don't know. But it just, just keeps on going and going and going. And whether no, no. people care as much on Wall Street about Africa's infection rate, I don't know. But certainly they're worried about America. And I don't know if you saw Mr. Trump last night or seen a, a transcript of his lengthy, <laughs> rambling, rubbish press conference last night and the night before. It's quite extraordinary. But I, don't, I, I, I can't see any hope there for a little while no for the next couple of weeks i think that uh you, if you want an honest uh, assessment you've got to listen to coma in new york you know, mm. who tell you exactly how it is yes and, uh, andrew uh, Cuomo is, is, is yeah. he, he, he talks and sense he, and he's yeah. honest he doesn't just yeah. want to be in front he of the rambles cameras. a bit but mm. yeah he, he rambles and i think he's making a good name for himself but at least you know, if it's bad news, at least it's honest bad news rather than dishonest good news. So mm. um, you know where you are. The, the death rates, I think Mark Pence as well, I also feel comfortable with. Uh, you know, he'll come out and he'll tell you things are starting to look better in certain areas. Uh, certainly in Europe, it's you know, you can you can hear the narrative changing. People are they're talking about uh, infection rates lowering, etc., and I think that's what's given the market a bit of a lift today, a bit of good news. Huge move. Uh, four and two-thirds percent up as we speak oh, no, on the S&P oh, and the Dow, which oh, is no. fantastic. But oh, no. um, just is it justified? It shows you. Sure. Well, we, nothing's justified at the moment. You know, you know when it will become justified? I think uh, we, 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 we genuinely have to see a rollover or what they call the flattening of the curve. And I think America is going to be the important one. But the fact that that better talk is coming out of Europe has given us a little bit of hope. And I, th I think the next thing that we have to see is uh, you have to see businesses being funded. In mm. other words, we want to see evidence that the measures that governments have taken are starting to work and that, that there's no stress on uh, bankruptcies and companies clo literally closing their doors and declaring bankruptcy. So you want to know that those businesses that uh, you know are going to continue to keep their plants open and that, and 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 I think um, other other issues will be getting used to this volatility. Um, you know the volatility index starts to fall, but uh, four 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 percent up is 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 equal to four percent down in terms of volatility. You know, so um, I would prefer the markets to stabilize and just to edge forward if they are going to edge forward, or if they're going to come back only by a little point in that. So we're still in we're still in volatile area, but but I have to say that things are getting slightly. You know, one feels that they are maybe the crisis or the 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 shock is is you know has gone. But it's not, you know, no, no one feels the kind of uh, confidence to go out there and say, listen, I'm just going to start piling into the market. No, <laughs> I don't think anybody's got that confidence. No, let's have a look at what's happened on the market today. It's, it's been a good day across the board, which mm. is fantastic. It's a short trading week, which in many people's minds is fantastic. But we've also got a long weekend, which in other people's minds is terrible. Because what are you? I can't even find things to do on a two-day weekend. What am I, I going to do in a four-day weekend, David? You know what? I think it's good. I, not from. I think it's good just to close markets. In fact, America doesn't close on Friday. No, so. exactly. Yeah. You know, so America will be open, but I think most other global markets will be closed for four days. 
And I think it just gives us a respite. It just gives us a period of reflection to see what's, you know, to see what's happening. Because financial markets can be incredibly stressful. So from that point of view, and and, and I don't know whether, I think, no, I think America is a full day. I don't think they, you know, Americans work. <laughs> so, or rather they but, don't. But for all of us, I'm happy. You know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy that there is, there is that break. Um, Woolworths gave an update this morning, update on the mm. impact of COVID-19 and trading statement, uh, talking about earnings falling by uh, 20%, also talking about uh, food sales uh, increasing by 27.6% mm. over mm. the previous comparable period, which is fairly obvious, people hoarding, people stocking up mm. ahead of the lockdown, and also yeah, just, just because it's human nature to do so. But um, yeah. on, online sales also doing rather well for people that have the ability and the knowledge to be able to buy things online, which is not an awful lot of the, certainly not the rural population of South Africa. But anyway, uh, the share price doing quite well, up around about 6% at one stage, I think it was. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, let me see. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to find my, I, I'm, not, I'm not that. You're in the garden again, uh, are you? I'm, I'm in the garden. <laughs> mm. I think it was 5.74% I saw. Uh, to, to, to the upside, which is good, and it's in line with the rest of the market. I'm just trying to get the right kind of uh, information out here. At the While you're trying to do that, uh, Telcom uh, also came out today with, you know, talking about the Moody's downgrade, yeah, uh, and that share price up around about 4% was down a couple of percent earlier on, but in line with the rest of the market and the strength of the RAND and the strength of the bond market also going up. Have you found your Willys thing yet? Where's my woolies? Um, yeah, where are your woolies, David? Oh, uh, yeah, you are 5.4. There we go. At the moment, yeah. yeah. Is that what we were waiting for? You just to find that yeah. number? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's some, there have been lots of other movements, but you can't trust these movements because they're coming off such a low base and they're so volatile. Um, you know, you, you know, Lindsay, when you take a look and, 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 and I don't want to, I don't, I, I don't want to take over this conversation, but I'm Please saying, I, I, I was, I was looking this morning and I said, okay, where are we? You know, <laughs> we've been battered around so much. You know, we've been from all over the place. Where, you know, where are we in the market? And what's very interesting, you've got to remember that on the 1st of January, the RAND was 14. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like, uh, right, was it really? A, as, 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 14, 15, only three and a bit anyway. months ago. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so we open up the year with a rand at 14. It's, it's picking up a bit now, but it's 18 and a half, you know, and I'm being generous. I think it was at 1930 at one stage. It's picking up to about 18. 1934, so, all time low this morning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but we're, so, so we've lost 30 odd percent in the rand. Okay, I mean, but what is, how's that translated into our market? So looking at the market this morning, I said, okay, how are we year to date? So you had companies like Process, which is NASPERS uh, with 10 cent. That's up about 20%. NASPERS up 13.5%. And these are big weights in the index. And, and the one, the surprising one, British American tobacco, but not surprising if you think about the uh, pound and the, uh, the rand. Mm. So we're up about 13.8%. ABM Bev down 26%. And then we start to come to what's really happening in our market. You know, Bulletin down 10%. Richmond down 10%. Anglo-American down 25%. You know, Glencore down 32%. So those are the real knocks that have been masked or, or uh, you know, by the big gains that we've seen in process and NASPAS and that. When you get to the banks, it's horrific. 
You know, the the first ran down 38%, Standard Bank 37%, you know, Sundlum 30%, even Amondi. And those are the kind of, those are the moves that we've had to deal with, you know, in our market. Uh, apps are down 44%. Mm. In, in, since that's three months, hey, that's three months. I'm not talking about five years. I'm talking three months. So I think, I think that gives a perspective of the, of the kind of clobbering we've seen. And it's only been that rand that has given us some sense of, uh, of steadiness, you know, and has just cushioned some of the fall, although not too much of the fall. But I mean, SA Inc. has been just obliterated. I've, I've, you know, it's, it's, it's just so sad to see. And, and the worst is for savers. You know, when you think of a PRC, when you think of pension funds and that, who by nature or by force have to, have to stay exposed to this market. I look it's at shares that, that you probably used to uh-huh. trade when you were on, on Diagon Street and even before then. I can't remember the name of the first JSC. Hollard Street. Hollard Street, <laughs> exactly. Hollard Street. So you went from Hollard Street to Diagon to Street Diagon and then, Street, and, then yeah. and then after that it was just all, Digital trading are now in Maud yeah. Street. I saw something from a company called ELB. Wasn't that EL Bateman? Wasn't that a That's South right. African yeah. industrial yeah. company? Yeah. You must, that must have yeah. been on the. You must have done a few trades in yeah. that one over the years. No, they they were con- they were like a turnkey construction company. Yes, and uh, highly you know, well respected, well regarded. I haven't. Are they, are they still listed? I'm sure they are. They came out with their results today, actually. Oh, did they? Yes, okay. they did. Let me tell you what the share price is. But they can't be too big, eh? <laughs> no, no, no. They, it, it hasn't sort of. I'm going to look at it. It hasn't adapted. It hasn't been bought by anybody. Nah, I don't think. Nah, it nah. says here revenue decreased to 1.15 billion from 1.6 billion. So it's a it's a small company when it comes to that that sort of thing. Share price is two rand um, twenty four. Now, if you take into account inflation and exchange rates. I mean, that is probably down at half a percent of what it was when you were trading it. Well, you know what the sad thing is? I've just looked at the market cap. It has a market cap of 73 million rand. Mm. 73 million rand. Now, I, I know their history has been long. And, and I always remember, I know, I, you know, I, my history is a bit uh, um, fuzzy on, on, on this one. I can't remember full details, but I always remember um, Adrian Saville. He used to have, oh, he had a fund. What was it called? Dirty dogs or something? Yeah, something to do with dogs. uh, Super dogs, I think it was, wasn't it? Well, what what he was saying is these are companies that have been ignored and have got value and you should look at. Mm. And uh, um, so I remember it from then. But 72 million is is, is a nothing. You know, it's, it's minute. And that's the sad thing that they've been around for so long. And can only muster up a, a market cap of, of, of 72 million. Yes, it and, was, in fact. You, it was Superdogs. I'm, I've just um, Googled Superdogs. Super it says Canon Superdogs portfolio with Adrian Saville. Uh, Dr. Mm. Adrian Saville talks South Africa and deep value, etc., etc. But I, I think they're called Superdogs for a reason, some of them. <laughs> they are, yeah, exactly. Don't want to be nasty, but yeah. <laughs> But I look, you know, I looked at even even Sassman, and I mean, bless their hearts, they're trying so hard. They're they're committed. This you mean your employer? My employer, yeah. Mm. Um, and and you know, I know I know what effort they put into their business. I know how long they've been at it, etc. And in these kind of markets, the market has taken them down to. I saw today they're, they're trading at nineteen rand seventy four. 
which is for whatever reason, gives him a market cap of 637 million, which is also, you know, for the, for the effort that they've got, for the skills, for the intellectual capital they have. It, it, it's crazy, but I've, when I say but, um, and I'm, 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 I'm trying to be, uh, you know, one's got to be realistic. The problem is that this reflects earnings. You know, it's, it's, you need a good economy to turn this around. You know, we need a good economy to, to help them. And in these kind of markets, this is what people are prepared to pay for your share. And, and, and it's quite sad because at the end, you can't look at the balance sheet to see, you know, what's in the business, the amount of knowledge there that Roland built up, Michael's taken over, he's gone on the well side. Mm, mm. So, so I'm saying I'm, this is just one that I picked out today, and I just thought, good God, they're down below 20 rand. This is crazy. You know, it's, it, 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 it's absolutely crazy for a business. And, and I'll give you a whole lot of others, which include ArcelorMittal, NAMPAC, businesses like that. You know, PPC. Actually got re- mm, PPC. You know, PPC is one of the oldest companies listed or longest listed companies on the JST. I mean, it, it, it was a, uh, a cement company that was built during the mining booms in at the turn of the last century. I'm talking the 1800s to the 1900s, uh, where cement was in big demand for the mines and, uh, uh, you know, various other construction and that. And, and you can buy it for nothing for a couple of billion rand. Mm. They've, they've got plants all over and so on. But and do you know what a couple of billion rand is? Just before you go on, you just said you can buy it for a couple no, of billion saying, rand. But I, know, do you know what a couple of billion rand is now? $100,000 is one point, it's two million rand. Two, uh, two million rand, yeah. You multiply that by it's, a 10. So it's, yeah, it's $10 million. So $10 million is, uh, no, it's 70, yeah, sorry, a billion would be, Ten million, a hundred million dollars. Yeah, a hundred million dollars would be what? Yeah, two billion, which is two and, uh, and nine two noughts. And one and nine noughts yeah. divided. You believe it? Divided mm. by twenty, which is the exchange rate. Let's call it twenty, just for argument's sake. Mm. Once all your costs are factored in, so two billion divided by twenty on your calculator. Two billion divided by twenty is yeah, is a hundred million dollars. So for a hundred million dollars, you can buy these companies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that company you, you just buy, spoke about. You, you can buy, for a hundred million dollars, you can buy virtually, uh, what you want on the JSE. Mm. It's, 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 it's really is, it's a, it's an exercise that one, somewhere down the line, hopefully this changes. You know, I, I, I don't believe that there is a reversion to the mean. You know, you can get a Zimbabwe type situation. It can get to that serious level. But I mean, uh, if we can save this economy, um, I'm, I'm going to try and give you some. You've got the uh, Tonga Hewlett. Tonga is trading at 284 million, not billion. That's 284 million rand, and that's the sugarcane fields. That's all the uh, sugar interest. Um, Huleman as well, which came out of Tonga, is 300 million rand. I can't believe that Huleman is actually bigger than Tonga itself. You've got EOH, which was once the, the glory boy of our market at 558 million with all their things. Funnily enough, Sassman comes down. City Lodge. So Sassman and City Lodge are the same. City Lodge with all their hotels sprinkled around the country. Town Lodge, City Lodge, Road Lodge, 800 million rand or 900 million rand. So I mean, there's, 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 there's businesses here which are actually, 
uh, bricks and mortar. Yes. NAMPAC at 1.2 billion. You know, so I've never seen, I've never seen things like this in my life. You know, the PPC, as we were talking before, with all their factories, 2.3 billion rand. So Jeff Bezos, he could probably mop up 80% of the JSC Securities Exchange if he'd probably get a discount for a bulk buy. He'd probably be able to buy the bottom. I mean, no, I'm not talking about no. British American tobaccos and Anglo-American, etc. If he just bought the local companies, he'd probably be able to pick up a significant percentage of the JSE with his personal wealth um, without batting an eyelid. He could buy South Africa. <laughs> you know what I mean? He could buy South Africa. He could buy the whole of South Africa with his small change. It's... Uh, it's just crazy that he, that, you know, that he could do that. That's so. I'm trying to work out what a trillion dollars is. <laughs> trillion rand. How many trillion rands? I don't do we know got? what is what is a trillion anyway. I mean, I write it down occasionally. I what talk it about it be because a, a, I see it. It's a thousand billion. Is it? Thousand. Yeah. So Are that's you, a million. Okay. Are that's you, a billion. Oh, that's it. Go. Yeah. There we are ten. So 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 if we divide it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could buy it for five hundred billion, which for him is five hundred billion. Five hundred billion. Oh no, well that's a bit expensive. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's worth about two fifty <laughs> at the moment. I mean, Amazon has fallen. Yeah, obviously. okay. He's probably worth about two fifty. Mm-hmm. But if he got together with Bill Gates and Warren Buffett <laughs> and uh, Jack Ma and people like that, they could say, "Why don't we buy a country?" And they could get together and buy <laughs> they it. Could, <laughs> they could. They could buy the whole of South Africa. I mean that that is a that is a country. I must look at. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the U.S. stocks. So, so if you look at the market value there, uh, you've got. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the market caps there. So this is in billions of dollars. Yeah. Mm. So you've got Microsoft at 1.2 trillion dollars, uh, Apple at 1.1 trillion dollars, Amazon at 970. It's just fallen below there. Okay. Alphabet at 788 billion dollars. So those you have to divide times by 20 to give our equivalent here. Facebook, I mean, so, so there's some very, very, you know, they're big numbers here. So, yeah. But it's, it's, it's sad. You know, I, I, it's, it's very sad. I know we're rambling on about this, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's very difficult to, um, you know, it's very difficult to almost absorb or digest that we've come down to this. Um, Lindsay, what it comes down to, it's very difficult to make money in the South African market. Uh, the questions that are being asked of me all the time is, give me 10 offshore stocks, give me 10 local stocks. I say I can give you 10 offshore stocks easily. 10 local stocks, I can't. Not that they won't turn around should things improve here, but you've got to look at the sustainability against the kind of background you painted, you know, a few minutes ago mm. about, about, you know, about uh, receding or uh, contracting four or five percent this year, and then one percent growth thereafter, which um, is conservative, it, as I said. I mean, if it, even if it is four um, percent and just plus one percent next year, um, that's you know what it is, David. I mean, we can talk as much as we like about Zuma destroying the economy and destroying the, the fabric of South African socio-economic society for nine years and, yeah. and maybe longer even after he's gone because we had to recover from him and his looting, alleged looting. 
but we, we let it happen. But, but, but tw- yeah, we did. Twenty twenty, maybe even twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was more or less zero growth. Let's face it. Twenty twenty is going to be negative to the tune of four or five percent, and that's according to the Reserve Bank. Twenty twenty one plus one percent. There's another three years gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you what you have to understand is that every year that goes, people who are growing get further away from you. Do you know what I mean? It's like running, running a race. If they're running a hundred, if they're running five, five meters, and we are, we're not running. They're five meters ahead. Next year they run another three. They're eight. We're only two. We get further and further behind. Mm. You know, we and, and 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 that's the worry. In the last ten years, we've just fallen far behind the rest of the world, and that makes it very difficult for us to catch up. But I think I think it's it's a lesson. That we mustn't blame on anybody else. You know, we have to blame on ourselves. We have to look at ourselves. And, 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 I, you know, from a political point of view, we saw it happening in front of our eyes. It wasn't as though it was a, um, you know, we weren't aware of what was happening. We just let it happen. And, uh, you know, no one can blame. You can blame Zuma, but, uh, you had a cabinet there. You had people sitting around the cabinet all the time and, uh, in, in other words, people in charge, they can't deny that they weren't part of it. You mean Cyril Ramaphosa? That's who you're referring to, isn't well, it? Well, I'm, I'm referring to the whole cabinet. I'm mm. referring to the whole ANC. They, 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 you know, I used to, I used to sit there and sometimes just put my hands in the head when, uh, uh, Prabhupada Gordon, after he delivered the budget, would, uh, would then go and praise Zuma. And, you know, what a wonderful lead he is. And if you, you don't have to, you know, you can go back to the archives and you can find these clips. Every budget, there was, uh, uh, um, you know, there was a tribute to, to the leader, to Mr. Zuma. And as I said, okay, you know, that's you. You know, to the, and, and they were all there. If I sit, if I sit, uh, around a conference or a table, um, I know what's happening in the firm. You know, I can't deny responsibility. That's that's what governance is all about. So it's very difficult for the present people in charge now to say that it wasn't them, you know, that they had nothing to do with it. They allowed it to happen. Okay. Horrible. It is horrible. <laughs> Normally this weekend, David, I'd be looking forward to a lot of football oh. matches and, and sort of the end of the the English oh, Premiership. No. Oh. There's nothing now. I think UEFA are on the verge of cancelling the Europa League and the UEFA Champions League. Which is good for Liverpool. What's bad for Liverpool is, of course, that the uh, English Premier League might might be cancelled as well. I was uh, reading lots of articles and people getting very upset about the football thing and the the sport thing in general. But they're saying that Formula One may not survive because the smaller teams are going to go out of business. Because it's very expensive to have a Formula One motor racing team. All sorts of of, um, social and economic implications to something as simple as sport. And let's let's not forget sport. If sport was listed on the JSE or listed on any exchange, it's a massive, massive business. Uh, Well, of course. I mean, sports betting. <laughs> What's happening to 365 and all those places? Paddy Power, yeah. What, yeah, what are they betting on? And uh, unless they're making up games or I don't know. But, um, sure. It's, 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 you, you know, you know, Lindsay also, I think a lot of the psychological problems are coming from not having the outlets of, of watching sport and being able to, uh, uh, you know, during lockdown have something to occupy your mind. But I feel desperately sorry for Liverpool. I, I really do. I just, 
you know, my heart goes out for them because this was a season like they're never going to have a game. They were so far ahead and they were playing so much good soccer. And, and really, to cancel it and not to give them the pleasure and to make them try a game is, is, is just not going to be the same. You know, this will never go in the record books. It just it counts as zero. So I, I I'm I'm so desperately sorry. Look, the Olympics they'll have a game, you know they'll they'll postpone. But um, sporting events like this, and for Formula One, Formula One's massive. Mm. Hey, it's it it's a huge. It's not only the industry. It's it's what comes. You know, it's the ancillary industries that are associated with it. It's the whole ecosystem around that. The accessories, things like that, and oh, just, just so sad. David, we'll leave it. Can on they that. resurrect it? Can mm. they? Can they bring it in? Oh, well, this is a, the, the other thing that we will talk about with, with with people not in our field. But at some stage in the future, we're going to have a, a roundtable discussion, uh, and we're going to talk about the change in habits. One of the things that I've thought of is that people. Let's say that we're in lockdown for between two and six months, depending on which geography we live in. Maybe people will get used to not going out. Maybe I'll say to myself, yeah. instead of going to the pub three times a week. I'm only going to go mm. once. Maybe for people that like to go out to dinner are not going to go out to dinner twice a week. They're going to go out to dinner once every fortnight. Maybe people, therefore, are going to become savers rather than spenders. Can you imagine what will happen to the yeah. financial services industry and yeah. world economies if people start to save? It will be a game changer, as Mr. Trump would say, a game yeah. changer. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's going to happen for a bit of time. Mm. And after that, we'll, we'll start to get out a bit more in that. But I think that uh, there's some very, very, very valuable lessons learned, you know, skills here that we've acquired that we're not going to let go. Um, I've been doing Zooms. We're talking here in podcasts. And uh, I think those those skills are going to be with us. The need to travel to go and do a conference. No. The fact that we can access so much information. And also what's happened is that um, – We've, I, you know, there's been some incredible community, uh, um, podcasts or sorry, what do you call them? Webcasts and that, yes. quizzes and various other things and that. So yeah, things are going to change. But, uh, interesting period. I would rather mm. not have had it. <laughs> I wish we could wind the clock back. I mean, just wind the clock back, uh, three months. Yeah, I know. David, thank you very I'm much for your insight. I'm, yeah, I know. I, I don't want to talk any more about football because I'm too depressed. Although I must admit, uh, it means that Ipswich, uh, the season can be obliterated uh, and it should be wiped off. The slate should be wiped uh, clean. I do think, though, that um, they will play games in the English Premier League, League behind closed doors. I think that will happen <laughs> and it will be finished. It has to be yeah, finished. I hope so. David, thanks you much, very okay. much for your time. David Shapiro is the Deputy Chairman of Sassoon Securities in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.